0: Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Father, we just ask you to increase yourself in this room. In us, you can't make yourself get bigger because you're like God all the time. You don't shrink, you don't get bigger, you just are. You are God. But you could certainly get bigger in us tonight. I'm asking that your government would increase in us. And our understanding and revelation of Jesus would increase tonight in us. We wouldn't talk about you, but we would talk to you. We wouldn't learn about you, but we would receive you. Father, there would be an impartation tonight as I'm bringing the word. And it would be with authority and power tonight that would catapult them forward. I'm asking for your anointing to increase in us tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. If you were here last Friday night... Um, I uh, began uh, preaching about the anointing, and I'm, I'm going to kind of tie these together. So I'm going to review a little bit about what I preached last Friday, and then I'm going to preach about the anointing tonight. You have a handout, it's because I'm going to quote a lot of scripture, and this way you'll have it on you. If you're one of the Bible school students, I suggest you keep this handout; you will need it. And then on Sunday on, on Sunday morning, I will be, again be a preaching about the anointing. And, 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 and finishing up. Last uh, Friday, I, I brought this thought that we need the anointing, right? The seven spirits of God out of Isaiah chapter 11. The Bible says in Isaiah 10, 27, that the anointing is what breaks every yoke. That, that when the anointing came on Jesus, right, in Luke chapter 3, verse 22, right? You might want to take notes on this part on the back of that sheet, Um, What happened is Jesus did no miracles until the anointing came on him, right? But my topic last last Friday night was not the anointing itself. It was that when we have a spirit of poverty or a mindset of poverty, we will not even ask for the anointing. We will resist the anointing, and we won't even recognize our need for it. So I want to review that a tiny bit about that. So when we have a spirit of poverty, it's the opposite of being filled with the anointing. We don't want to have a poverty mindset or a spirit of poverty or to be poor in spirit. We want to be full of the anointing and the spirit and his power. So when I'm talking about the anointing, because the anointing is what comes and conforms us or shapes us into Jesus. It's the power that God gives us when the Holy Spirit anoints us with tongues and fire to make us be able to be his witnesses. The anointing comes to give us the power to cast out demons, to read the scriptures, you know, to have the mind of Christ. So the opposite of the anointing I spoke about was a spirit of poverty. And often we have this and we don't even know that we do. So I'm going to talk about why you need the anointing tonight, right? So in the parable of the talents, you remember that parable Jesus said, Matthew 25, 14? He said, the kingdom of heaven is like this. In other words, he's telling you, this is what heaven is like or what it's supposed to be like on the earth, he tells these stories and in it he's trying to describe to us where we're at and what he wants to do and what he wants to release from heaven onto the earth because it's supposed to be his kingdom coming and his will being done on earth as it is in heaven but jesus tells in the parable of the talents it's in matthew 25 He said the master came, and he had three servants, and he gives one, you know, uh, one talent, and he gives one five talents or pieces or gold coins, and he gives the third one ten, right? And he tells them, I'm going to leave. I want you to take this money. I want you to do something with it, right? God doesn't give us anything and not expect a return, when God speaks, it's like a seed. It gets planted in us and there is supposed to be a harvest. When God anoints us, something should happen to us and produce a fruit or results, right? If we're not producing that fruit and there's no growth or result, then it means we're lacking something and there's poverty at work in us. And I'm not talking about money yet. I'm talking about the anointing, the spirit of the living God, Without God's spirit and his power and his anointing, we can't do anything. Even Jesus said he couldn't do anything without the father. So in this story, the master comes back. You know, the good servant that got 10, he doubled it. And the master was all happy and he gave him a reward. And the one that got five, he doubled his. And and the master was happy. And he comes to the one who has one. And he said, what did you do? And the man says, I knew that you were a hard man and that you reaped where you don't even sow. And so I was afraid, right? So we're talking about his perception of of the master, that the master is hard. That's a a spirit of religion. That he was afraid, I'm afraid. So he operates with a spirit of fear. He says, I thought you were a hard man and I was afraid, so I buried or I put what you gave me into the ground. I didn't do anything with it because I was afraid and I thought you were hard. So this man in this story is struggling with the spirit of religion, misjudging God the Father, misjudging what God has come to do or give us. He is operating with the spirit of fear. Right? Instead of love, thinking, well, even if I lose my money like the prodigal son, my father will help me. At least I did something because I was trying to do something. You're definitely going to fail if you do nothing. But the third thing was he hid it. So he was operating with a poverty mindset in that, hey, you know, when the master comes back, I'll just give it back to him. As though, if I just do nothing, I don't lose anything, then it's okay. If I don't lose or screw up or whatever, then I'm okay. And the master said to him, you are wicked. You, you think I'm hard? I will be hard to you then, because that's what you think. And he, and he punishes him. And he takes his money away and gives it to the other guy, who's able to multiply it. And I think many of us think that this story is about, we've been, it's been about spiritual gifts or about money and how God expects us to be good business people. But this story is about the kingdom. It's about God comes and deposits some of himself into us and he's expecting that his power that's at work, in us the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, will cause us to produce fruit and something will happen and come out of us. You know, it's not that God's looking at you and what you don't have or what you're not. He's looking at his power that's in you. So if God puts his power in you and nothing happens, it's not going to be God's fault. It's going to be yours because you kept it inside. You wouldn't allow it to move or work because the anointing has power. God has the same power that's working in me that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Amen? When we see this, what is a spirit of poverty? Okay, I'm like, well, I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. How do I know if I have a poverty spirit or a spirit of poverty? And when I say spirit, this is what I mean. An attitude, a lifestyle, a mindset, and maybe a demon. And maybe all of that. Maybe it's a cultural Or a tradition that you've been walking in you don't even know. I remember, we always used to say this, poor people got poor ways. And then when I got older, I would say it under my breath so my elders wouldn't slap me. I would say, and that's why we're poor. Right? And that was the mindset of, don't even expect that we're going to have all this money. Don't even expect whatever. Just, you know, poor people have poor ways. But I got older and I thought, well, that's why we're poor. (laughs) Because poor people have poor ways. And I thought, well, I'm going to get me some new ways. Because I don't want to be poor anymore. Right? But it was a mindset. Right? So how do I know if I have this mindset? And again, this is a review from last Friday. Maybe you weren't here and this is new for you. I'm going to provoke you. I want to open our eyes to say, listen, God never intended for us to be in this place. God came and brought Jesus and released an anointing to give us power to overcome. Yes. Right? So if, if I'm struggling with the spirit of poverty like this serving, how will I know? I, maybe I will uh, feel like I lack something. I feel like I'm lacking off all, all uh, something. Right? I feel a lack or a sense of lack or like, well, I can't do that. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, I, I don't know. Right? And we'll always have that. Instead of saying, hey, that's cool. I want to do that. Hey, God, give me the ability to do that. Hey, God, I want to do that for you. Can you help me so I can do that? No, we don't have that mindset because that would be tapping into the anointing and being empowered by God. No, we come over here and say, God, we come over and say, I I can't do that I can't do that I don't have any money I don't have the time I you know I this always happens somebody it always messes up it's always been this way it'll never be any different what's the focus me I'm focused on what I don't have or what you don't have or what you can do or not do or what I can do or not over here the anointing I'm focused on what Jesus can do because I can do all things through Christ when he strengthens me right the focus over here is on me the focus over here is on him When I have a spirit of poverty, my self-identity and my self-image will control the way that I see other people. It will control what I see about myself. It will also control what I think about God, because I think that way, so I think God thinks that way. It will control how I see circumstances, or how I judge reality, or how I draw conclusions. Because I'm thinking about lack, what I don't have, and how God doesn't love me, and how people don't love me, and I'm moving out of a place of rejection and a sense of lack. Instead of moving over here that I'm adopted, and I have an inheritance, and my Father's already given me all things. If a circumstance happens and I have to wait or I'm being tested or going through hardship, I will see it as God rejecting me or not loving me instead of seeing that God is training me and setting me up. Even if someone steals from me, that God is going to bless me seven times more than what he had given me before. That he's humbling me or forming his character or nature in me. When I'm moving in my sonship, I understand the anointing, I understand my inheritance. When I move as an orphan, or a person who has a poverty mindset, I move out of what I see, what I think, what I can do, or what you can do. It's focused on the natural realm, and not on the spiritual realm. When I have a spirit of poverty, I will think, worry, focus, and make decisions based on the lack, or the abundance of money. And God had to deal with me about this. I never have the money when I go to another country. I've had people say to me, you must have a lot of money. That's why you're able to travel. And I laughed. (laughs) You know, if I had all the money, then it would be about Lisa McFarlane. It's not about Lisa McFarlane, let me tell you. I have to pray and fast and believe God for every dollar. You know, And I remember when God would ask me to do something that was 400 dollars, then it was 4,000, then it was 40,000, now it's 400,000. And I have to believe God for these enormous numbers, right? When I have a poverty mindset, I will feel like I am less than you, less than her, less than him. I might cover it by being arrogant, prideful, always talking about myself. Or I might be prideful by saying, I can't, I don't, I'm not. The focus is still on me. I'm operating out of a poverty mindset and a spirit of poverty instead of a spirit of sonship and inheritance. If I have a poverty mindset, it will cause me to overachieve or underachieve. I will say, well, I can't do that. I never did that. Every time I try to do something, it never works anyway. And even if I do it, they'll never pick me. And I become an underachiever. That way, like that servant who hid his talent in the dirt, thinking, well, at least I won't make God mad if I don't try and fail. But the truth is, God's like, what? I put my spirit in you. You, you could at least try to fail with my spirit at work. Maybe my spirit would work if you can't. <laughs> right? God's not investing himself in you. He's investing himself in himself that's in you. achieve because I have to prove that I'm just as good or I'm better or that I'm going to show you or I have to work my way up to be good enough for God and then maybe God will really bless me that's a poverty mindset it's not a true view just like that of that said God you're a hard man God's not hard you can never be what God is you can never pay God back. God knew that when he, when he paid your debt. If I have a poverty mindset, it will prevent me from dreaming, prevent me from taking risks, and prevent me from releasing others into their gifts around me because then I'll feel threatened. I'll be critical and I'll judge them. I, I, I won't want them to be, sing as good as me, play as good as me. I'll I'll hold them back. I'll hide positions or opportunities. I'll feel threatened when they say something to me. What do you mean about that? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I did it right. If they say you had a typo, see, you're always correcting me. Right? And I'll move out of that. That is not the spirit of Jesus. That is not the spirit of sonship. That's not how Jesus sees you at all. And it's probably not how we see you either. If I have a poverty mindset, I will have a fear of loss. So I will hold on to things and I will hoard things. Well, if I help them, who's going to help me? Well, if I give all my time to them, I won't have time for myself. Well, if I give my money to that, then when I need money later, I won't have that money. If I let you buy my, borrow my car and you wreck it, well, the same God that gave me that car will give me another car. Right? Now, I'm not talking about good stewardship. And not uh, giving to people who are lazy. Right? But I'm talking about you're always hoarding. You're always holding on. You know, and anytime you have to get rid of something, you have to go through this huge thing about whether or not you should do it. Whether or not you should invest yourself. Because you're afraid. That's a spirit of poverty. When I have a spirit of poverty, it will be difficult for me to give money. Give love. Give compliments, give friendship, to give anything. Because I have to protect myself. I have to hold on to everything, right? I can't love you. I can't love you because you might hurt me. As though God couldn't heal any wound. And he said the anointing came on him to bind up the brokenhearted. So if you get hurt, God will fix it. If you give the money and they don't do what's right, God will bless you anyway. If you lend to the poor, God always pays you back. I'm not focused on you or me. I'm focused on him and the kingdom, right? Uh, If I have a poverty mindset, I won't feel strong enough or smart enough. I'll always be afraid I'm going to lose my mind. This was something I struggled with, you know, out of all of this dysfunction that, that I had going on in my own personal life. I was always afraid I would lose my mind. But the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a soundness of your mind. It's a poverty mindset that says, you know, if I don't watch everything and control everything, then I'll just lose my mind. That's not God. That's a poverty mentality. It's a spirit, it's a demon that's stealing you, stealing from you. It's holding you back, it's blocking your anointing. If I have a poverty mindset, I will bury my treasure. I will hide my ideas. I've been around lots of other ministers and they're afraid to share any of their ideas unless it's copyrighted or they get credit for it or people know that it was from them and their names all over it. Somebody might steal it and I'm like, well, it probably didn't come from you anyway. If anything was good, it came from God, right? If I have a poverty mindset, it's hard to be thankful or to believe that I'm really blessed. So people will say, wow, look what God did for you. I can't believe it. That's awesome. You say, well, I don't know. And you start talking like Eeyore. I don't know. I don't feel that blessed. And it probably won't last. You know, and I've waited so long. And it's, you know. Uh, uh. If we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, where do we go when we're not thankful? When I have a poverty mindset, it affects how I see others. I, I, I can't view you as a son or a daughter of God and, and the Spirit and the anointing on you because when I have a poverty mindset, I'm so upset and I feel so empty that as soon as I look at you, I feel threatened. I feel jealous. I feel envious. I get angry when you get blessed, wondering why didn't I get blessed, God? I've been serving you longer than them, they don't deserve it. I've been, I've been suffering twice as long as them. That's a poverty mentality. Praise God! Jesus didn't think that about you. Amen. Or He'd have never went to the cross for you. Amen. He'd have never given you a Spirit. Amen? Amen. Come on, you know we've all done it. Amen. Don't don't even act like it's not. You've never, because you have. It's you. Point yourself right now and say it's me. it's me. And if it ain't me right this minute, I have been that way, and I or I probably will be that way again. Right? It affects how I see other people. I see them as a threat or I'm jealous. Or here's the other way of poverty mindset. And this is one of the greatest ones that blocks the anointing. There might be a weakness or an area in my life that I need someone to speak into my life or impart their gift or train me or disciple me. But if I have a poverty mindset, I will be angry that you have that skill or gift and I'm weak in it. I will be threatened by it or jealous. So when you come around, instead of, let's say, you know, he had a gift of healing. And I've been praying for healing, 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 but I don't get healed. And instead of going, wow, he has the gift of healing, he must know something about healing. He must have a revelation of God and Jesus as a healer. And go to him and say, my brother, could you tell me about healing? Could you pray for me? Could you impart to me? Could you teach me how to flow in that? No, I'm like, hmm. Because he thinks he is. He thinks he's the only one that knows about God. And then I avoid him and I stay away from him and I put up this wall of enmity because the spirit of poverty and fear and religion, that three-chord strand, is blocking the anointing that should be flowing from him into me. And I am no longer able to receive from this person because there's a spirit of poverty that's blocking the flow of God in my life. My God. My God. How can that be? You know, some of us struggle with finances and we're not very good at money. And there's other people that have money and they're very good at finances. They're very good at investments. They have a lot more self-control. But we don't want to talk to them because we're embarrassed or we feel like we'll be ashamed if we, if we had that person help us. And so we withhold the anointing that they're operating in and we continue to operate in a spirit of poverty. Right? Or music, or children's ministry, or being a good dad, or walking in purity, right? Because the spirit of poverty says if they really knew that I was struggling, they wouldn't like me. Are you kidding? You have no idea what they're struggling with. Maybe that spirit of poverty is operating in you and causing you to lock up and hide your treasure, your anointing down here in your belly and not come and open up to that person and they could receive from you because you allowed yourself to become vulnerable to them. So the anointing is not flowing. The spirit of poverty is the opposite of the anointing. It is the anointing that breaks every yoke. You say, well... I just want God just to zap me. Really? (laughs) Evidently, while you were standing in the flow coming down, you were not able to receive it. So praise God somebody else did receive it and was able to bring it to you if you could humble yourself. There's no one that that is not receiving from somebody. Amen. Amen? God fixed it like that so you couldn't be saved all by yourself. Right? So it wouldn't be about you. That's why it's called fellowship. That's why it's called helping one another. It's, how, it's why it's called the body. You know, I can't be a body if I only have a hand or I only have a kneecap. I have to have several parts of the body fitted together to be a body. And Jesus is, it created us to function together so that every joint brings that anointing that it supplies together. And then we're able to move and we're able to build and release the kingdom. That's, a, that's the way the anointing flows. Amen. If you have a spirit of poverty, it will cause you to erect walls, to mistrust other people, to criticize them. You'll spend all that time criticizing them and putting them down to make yourself feel better. And what you're doing is erecting a wall that will cut you off from the anointing that's flowing from them to you. What if that guy that had one talent went over to the guy that had ten talents and said, Hey, you know what? I'm afraid. I've never done this before. Can you help me? What about that? It will cause you also to form addictions to numb the pain because you have a sense of lack. All addictions come from a a spirit of poverty. Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.